Hello, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Crystal. I am Crystal Grafton Combs, host of this podcast and international president of Alpha Omicron Pi Fraternity. Originally started in 2019, Coffee Talk is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Here, we will talk about life, leadership, sisterhood, and so much more. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to the next episode. Maisie Wathen, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am delighted that you are here talking to me today because, as we were talking before we started recording, I have had the opportunity recently to speak to a few of our Indiana sisters, and I am so happy to count you among them because you are doing some really fascinating things. But first, we will start at the beginning, where we always do. Tell me your AOPI story. So I went through recruitment in the fall, like around like mid-September. I was very like nervous to go through recruitment. I went to like a small high school. So like being at Ball State was like a big change for me to be like around a bunch of people. And I really struggled to like find a community that I felt like loved and appreciated in. And so I went through recruitment. Um, a couple of sisters I know through like the Honors College um, talked to me and just like were telling me all the amazing things about like the PHA community. So I decided to go through recruitment and it's like always the cheesy thing of like, you know, when you're home type of thing, it's like everyone, every time I've heard it, I'm like, that is so cheesy. Like, I don't believe you. But like when I walked into AMPI's room, like I was like showered in love and like, I didn't have a single bad conversation during recruitment. And I quickly learned it's not a superficial process. It's not the Hey, girly, you're so pretty. It's like I had some seriously incredible conversations with like girls I get to call my sisters now. And so I eventually I got a bid to join AOPI and I've been like super involved and I'm like very close with my pledge class, which has been like very, um, it's very reassuring that like I got to make those bonds and I'm very like blessed to be close with my Greek family as well. And so now that I was initiated into AOPI, I took a position in November to be the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So I'm very thankful to have the opportunity so early on in my like AOPI life. Um, and so that's what I've been up to now. And that's kind of like my story and like how I got to meet AOPI. Um, and now I'm just working on like my leadership skills and growing closer with sisters as well. Everything you just said about recruitment and how it is not the superficial experience and it is just filled with all of the right quote things, you have just made my heart happy because this is the experience I want for all potential new members. And I am not alone in sharing that. So I am happy to know it. I do want to back up for just one minute. If you are now the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, for your chapter, you are one of the first people to serve in that role. Tell me what drew you to that position. Um, so I was drawn to the position because it was new. There's not uh, much guidelines to it yet. And so I think it's very important to start to build those. And it's something I've always like really been drawn to. I grew up in like a very small town. Like my high school is primarily not like the most diverse group, like to be completely honest. And so, like, I've learned a lot as I've gotten older, and so I just, like, want to, like, preach the whole, like, inclusivity and, like, treating others and, like, building others up um, regardless of, like, identity and, uh, like, 
race and religion, things like that. And so especially coming into like um, sorority life, which like a common myth is that it's not a diverse group of girls with different mindsets or anything. Um, it's quickly became uh, apparent that we're a very diverse group, even though we may, may not look like it on social media or things like that. Um, and so interacting more with like other groups on campus that I didn't even know about until like my position um, and like building other sisters up and like helping those who like don't feel as equally represented um, and just like educating. I feel like educating has been like the biggest thing for me. I mean, it's made me a lot more confident. Like I got to talk in front of my chapter for Black History Month, which I've never spoken in front of a group like that. So I'm very appreciative um, for that. So I love everything you just shared about that because it is a new position. It is an opportunity for all of us to educate and to be educated. And of course, as I'm sure you know, our DEI International Standing Committee is now releasing new resources to support that education. So I think this is a really great place and I'm glad that you are learning to spread your wings a little bit as a leader in your chapter also. Maisie, Tell me what you do as your academic focus at Ball State University. So since I'm a first year, I originally came in as a political science international studies major. Um, And then since then, I've picked up an additional major in Spanish um, with my hope of like one day working in like refugee resettlement or like immigration advocacy. So working to like help people gain citizenship in the States. Um, And then I also have a minor in peace and conflict studies and an additional minor in French. So I spend a lot of my time working on classes, like most of my days are spent on my academics, but I luckily have an amazing support system through AOPI with like our academics chair, that she's incredible. And our sisters always put our education first, which is very reassuring to me as someone who's like always doing school. Um, And then I'm also a part of the Ball State Honors College. So I take an additional course every semester to grow like my worldview thinking or like my reading skills, things like that. And I'm a Widener Scholar through the Honors College. So I have uh, some additional obligations, um, which essentially means I'm at Ball State um, getting my education paid for, which I'm very, very blessed for having that. And so just keeping my grades up so I can maintain that kind of like status or like privilege on campus and just being involved in the Honors College as well. Maisie, when I was an (laughs) undergrad, I had one major And you have now named all of these things with all of these minors, plus the addition of the honor and responsibility of the Honors College and the scholarships that go with that. You also serve in AOPI, as we just talked about, but that is not the only thing you do. So you're blowing my mind just a little bit because the way I found you was through a social media post for a very special project that you are also a part of. And I would love for you to also share with all of us about that. Yeah, so I run a small business from like my home, if I'm home at the time, um, and now I'm running it through my dorm room, which has been like a new learning curve for me. Um, but I sell Pura Vita style bracelets. So like the classic bracelets that you can find on Pura Vita, you can like customize them on their website. Um, I hand make those. I hand make every single bracelet that I sell by myself. I don't have any help and I started the business with my own money. So I work like at a tanning salon part-time. So I used all my money for that, saved up and was able to buy supplies and like mailing supplies. And I learned how to mail everything. Um, And then I made an Instagram page called Refugee Redemption. with like a period in between Refugee and Redemption, 
where people could just order online um, any bracelet that they wanted, um, which I started in, I believe it was my ju- it was my junior year of high school, which would have been I started in April of 2020, if I'm if I'm remembering my month timeline correctly, um, which my project was based on the Afghanistan war. Um, and so all of like my first 10 bracelets like of my collection were based on causes in Afghanistan. So like families being broken by war, citizenship, like asylee status, refugee status, um, and so on. And like women's empowerment, um, different bracelets to like those. Um, and then I would like package them all up. People could just like message me and I would give them instructions on how to pay. I would get all that money gathered up, mail them out. Um, and then after that, I kind of rounded up. I'm, I was able to donate 75% of the money I made um, and the rest I just kept for um, paying for supplies. So I didn't keep any of the money that as like my own profit. Um, So I wanted to donate as much as I could. I also gave people the option to donate and all of those donations would be given in full instead of towards that 75%. So I differentiated between the two. Um, But in about like a month and a half, I was able to donate almost $450 um, from essentially string bracelets so oh my goodness um yeah I was very very proud of it and like my high school was very supportive my teachers were very supportive and my mentors elsewhere like all over Indiana were very um helpful in like branding and uh like perfecting all of the messages that were given on the back of my bracelets and their packaging and trying to do that in like the most sustainable way as well like financially sustainable but also like environmentally sustainable as well. That was a huge goal of mine. And then my senior year, I did it again for Speedway High School in Indy just to try and raise a little bit more money. My cousin goes there, so she reached out to me to make them again. Um, So I was able to do that for them. And they made about 400. They were able to donate, but they donated that under their name. Um, And then I'm running it again. I started up again to help fund the refugee crisis that's resulting from the uh, war in Ukraine. So right now I only sell three different types of bracelets, but those are all based on the Ukrainian flag. So this is something that started a couple of years ago. And and if I'm understanding correctly, each year you sort of choose a cause. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so for this year, given the current crisis in Ukraine, that is what you will sponsor. When will people be able to order these bracelets? Um, so I started selling them on Wednesday, the 16th of like this past week. Um, oh, I was so just able, a couple I mean, of days ago. Yes, I just restarted it. I um, I pre-made most of my bracelets over spring break. So that's where I spent most of my spring break was working part-time and then making those part-time um, just to kind of minimize the time commitment of making them like between classes and between AOPI commitments. But I do sell those now. Um, I've gotten a couple donations and quite a few orders. And so I'm mailing those out tonight after our meeting. That's amazing. Macy, it seems to me that you very much have a global perspective. Tell me what inspired you to be so supportive of these various causes. So that one is like a very tricky question for me. Um, Since I grew up in like not a very diverse town in a small town, um, my high school is almost primarily entirely white and Christian. Um, So my worldview has been fairly limited most of my life um, outside of like what I could see on the news and social media. And so my junior year, when my project started, my teacher at the time, he was my physics teacher. He gives, he dedicates the second semester of our physics class to do a study of whatever you like. And you had to do some sort of community service at the end of it. So I was 
I knew about the war in Afghanistan. I knew it was like an ongoing war that had been going on for decades. Um, so I just looked into that a little bit. I watched a couple of films and it honestly broke my heart more than anything. Um, and it's not something I was ever taught about in high school because it is an ongoing crisis. So I just, I, I was just drawn to it and I started watching movies. I tried to educate myself as much as I could. Um, I made a couple of connections with like a college student um, named Samaya Boras at Earlham College. She's like a Rhodes Scholar now. She's incredibly intelligent and she helped me, guide me through my project. And then uh, Dr. Sharani at IU Kokomo, he's one of my mentors. And I just got to talking with them and try to figure out what best like fit my cause, I guess. I think that's really, really outstanding. Tell me, for all of the young women who may be new to AOPI, what advice, if any, do you have that you could offer them? I would say going into AOPI and just moving forward, like as an individual, like in college, I think my biggest piece of advice would be just just keep an open mind to not only people, but to the things you hear, the way you educate yourself, because that's always evolving and your relationships with people always evolve. And to like, to never sell yourself short in that way too. Um, and to like always build yourself like a positive community that's going to support you as you evolve as a student and as like a person as well. Absolutely. Now, Maisie, tell everyone, should they be interested, where they can look you up and follow you on social? Yes. So my best form of like finding me on social media would be my Instagram page. My personal one is Maisie, M-A-Z-I-E, then a period, and then Jane, 19. That's just my personal account. I repost a lot of my business stuff on there as well. So you'll typically see those there. And then if anyone wants to donate or purchase a bracelet, they can follow the Instagram page refugee and then a period and then redemption. Um, That's where I saw my bracelets. I advertised the start and end dates of all my sales there. Wonderful. Maisie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today and for everyone out there listening. As always, thank you. And until next time, stay safe and be well. Thank you.